Hello, dear listeners. We're here again on a new episode on this English podcast. This is your regular host, Teacher D, sitting in from our studios here in Shanghai. And today is Thursday, September 9th, 2021. Today's episode is going to be episode number 171. So, in our previous episode, I did promise you that I was going to have、um, something new for you. And so, let me break the news. We have our guest speaker with us tonight. And so, We're going to have our guest speaker. I don't want to introduce her because she is going to introduce herself. So, and I know all of you out there are listening, and the、um, students who are preparing for IELTS, I told you today that we're going to have a speaker. So, I'm not going to take much of the time because I want to give her as much time as possible so that she can speak to you and、uh, she can tell us what she has. For our students. So, without wasting any more time, I'd like to welcome you to our show. Natasha, you're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Tamakia.、Um, it's really, really sweet to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show and for allowing me to,、uh, to talk about my book. I appreciate it. So, for your listeners,、um, just a quick introduction as to who I am.、Um, as Dr. Dr. Tamaki has said, my name is Natasha,、uh, Natasha D. Brudy. And it's true, I wrote a book called Give Me Tea, Please. And the book is written specifically for listeners like you who are learning English, most likely to you know, improve your way of life, improve your business, improve. Um, opportunities to have more work, maybe in international relations or abroad, etc. So, I, for about a, a bit about myself,、um, I began working, it really starts at around the UN time. So, in 2012, I began working、um, as an assistant with British government、uh, at the UN in New York City. And from there, I kind of worked myself up to doing more advising in the humanitarian、uh, field. I was able to、uh, advance into the United Nations Development Program, where I was doing a little bit more of、um, work, a little more work in、um, humanitarian aspects, where we would give development aid. And from there, I took a very large career break. And turn, I decided to focus my time on learning、uh, languages so that I could improve my language capability and begin, work, begin to work in、uh, West Africa. That was the main goal. So, to do that, I wanted to focus on learning French, Russian,、uh, Spanish, and German. And then the final goal that I had would be to take all five of those language skills, including English, and move over to some area in West Africa, ideally Senegal. That was the plan before the COVID 19 crisis.、Oh, okay. So <laughs> Russia worked out fine. I, I lived in Russia,、uh, in Moscow. Where I was teaching、uh, business English clients. And then about a year and a half later, I lived in Paris, 
for about two years where I was doing the exact same type of work. And through this process, I realized that there were a lot of mistakes that were being made by non-native English speakers when they were using English as the go-to language for communicating at the job. So that's how this book pretty much started to formulate. Um, I Do I call myself an author? I, I wouldn't say that. I would say right now I'm just producing books of information and um, I still have in my heart that whole humanitarian aspect um, as well. So I hope that gives you a, 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 a brief but, but succinct understanding of of who I am and, and why I'm here. That's right. Thank you very much for that introduction. And I'd like you to say something to our listeners in Russia because we have a lot of them from Russia. So when ah, you mention that, yes, yeah, so you really need to say a word to our listeners in Russia. I'm sure that they're going to listen to this and they will love it very much. So go ahead and say something to them. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> I'm the Russian. Я не знаю русский язык хорошо, но привет, здравствуйте, я люблю музыку, я скучаю, я скучаю город. I'm not sure what else I could say. Okay, well that that's enough. It's just to just to capture them. I just wanted to let you know that. People will be listening to you from Russia. So, and it's really interesting to hear about your background and your interest in languages. Um, French, French is my second language. I speak French too. So um, it's really good to, to, to see um, somebody who decides to, you know, juggle with several languages at the same time. And I think it's not easy. It's not easy when you look at the relationship between most of these languages that have a Latin origin. So, well, let's talk about the book. What inspired you to write a book for learners of English as a second language? Well, it starts in Russia, actually. It starts in Moscow. Um, I wrote the story in the preface and I told, I, I very briefly speak about um, ordering tea in Russian and the Oh wait, the, the, the book is called Give Me Tea. Yeah, yes. that, that's the title exactly. of the book, right? That's the title exactly. of the book. Give Me Tea, it okay. It is inspired from that. It's, it's exactly it. In the preface, uh, which you can read on Amazon for free, I believe. I think they, they allow you to see those pages. Yeah. Uh, I talk about trying to order tea in Russian. Okay. And the words are, and it, that is exactly give me tea, please. That's how you would translate that in English. But we as native English speakers, we know that saying something like give me tea, it's too abrupt. It, it's yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not polite at all. <laughs> not at all. You need some modal words in there. You need to make sure your tone is appropriate and, and change all these things. So when I was reflecting back home in Moscow, why does this feel uncomfortable? I realized, well, there's you you can you have you may have the words that you need to communicate, but how do you translate tone? There really is no translation of tone. And that's how Give Me Tea started, Give Me Tea Please. So I I began just writing brief outlines. 
so a student would understand how the book uh, or how to apply the principles that are written in the book to their lives already even if they're not a, a, a c1 c2 speaker uh, of english uh, an advanced speaker of english they can still read this book and they can still apply the principles so that's how the book started okay and um so what are the special features if i'm going to recommend this book to say my students uh, at the level of university or those of them who are preparing um standardized tests like arts and toefl sat um do you have anything special in the book that we can recommend to this kind of learners yeah the book is really unique i think because i haven't seen as a as a business english teacher as a teach as a person who has taught english i've not seen a book like this before the first half of the book is theory it explains the concepts of formal informal direct and indirect language it explains how you recognize it different ways that you can form it yourself it's very theoretical in the second half of the book it's practical you have different exercises that you can use to uh, begin practicing and developing your style while applying the theoretical aspects from the first part so the second part of the book is about the three different forms of communication uh, which i break down as when you want something when you need to provide some type of information and when you are dealing with contracts and money matters. And so with those three basic forms of communication, I break down with exercises, how you begin to change your language using modals, using phrasal verbs, how to do that strategically so that you can engage more comfortably in international environments. Wow. That sounds very appetizing. And uh, I'm, I'm tempted to ask the next question to say, okay, um, now that we have that taste of the book, um, if somebody wants it, how do we get it? And because um, I know you, you're planning a book tour. So um, I don't want to say you're going to come to China. I would have happily... <laughs> I would have happily hosted you with my students, but I know because of the pandemic and the travel restrictions yeah. and China has not yet opened, you know, the borders. So yeah. maybe someday you should think about coming to China. So you can put that at the tail end of your book tour. So where does the tour begin? Where is it going to take you to? Right now, it's beginning uh, all virtually. I saw another interview two days ago um, with a host in Japan. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's 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 pretty global right now. Uh, next week, I have an interview in the UK, and uh, there's another country that I'm forgetting as we speak. But it's virtual because, as you said, the pandemic is is it's changing our lives. That's right. Because it's virtual, my book has a virtual format. It's an ebook. Okay. So if at the moment it's uh, published on Amazon, yeah. And then September twenty fourth, in two weeks' time, about two weeks' time, it will be published on I think every major uh, ebook reading format. So right now it's on Amazon. You can type in "Give Me Tea, Please" and my, or my name, and my book will pop up. 
or if you have other readers like I think one is Kobo that uh, a client had told me he had um, and so he, he's going to wait if you have other readers September 24th that's when you can get it oh wow September 24th listeners I think you got that date um, from September 24th today is September 9th so that's like just two weeks away and then this book will be available on Amazon and hopefully you'll get that book and I think when you get on Amazon you just have to pay and then you can uh, they give you the link to download it and so um, students uh, they use maybe uh, Kindle so they can have that in that format and so um, that's how you can get the book for now probably when you have uh, many more distribution channels for the book you're you let us know so uh, i'm sure students will be looking for that book well and so um apart from the book we would like you to give some special advice that you have for our learners and um we have young learners from high school level we have university graduates and then we have people who are hoping to leave china leave asia and go to countries like canada australia america to work live there or further their studies so you probably these are the kind of listeners that we have uh, most of them are these kind of listeners and i'm thinking maybe you have something special in terms of advice that you would like to give them on how they can improve their english and because learning english in asia especially in china is such a big stress to the learners and they really need a lot of motivation so if you have some very special advice please you're welcome i think i have three points of advice really the first point is do not believe in at least in the west there's a lot of stereotypes about learning language as an adult when you're no longer a child I think it's one of the biggest fallacies, one of the, the largest false statements someone can make. Learning a language, it has nothing to do with your age. It's about repetition. If you, one way you can prove that to yourself is find the word hello in any language you want that you don't know. Say hello 50 times per day and see if you can say hello by the end of the week without hesitation. If you can say and learn the word hello, you can learn a language. It literally comes down to repetition. That's the first thing I would say in terms of changing your mindset to learn language. The second thing that I would say off of that is from that, I, I learned languages too. I know exactly how difficult it is, especially if you have a family, if you have a full-time job, if you're a student and you're studying, if you're doing all three of them, I completely understand. Live that life, I understand that. My second piece of advice then is to keep it simple. That is literally the first section in my book. Keep it simple. Start with a verb, start with or i should say start with the subject one subject one verb one object and if you create your sentences based on that structure one subject one verb one object you are slowly starting to build simple sentences the goal for any language learner 
is to be able to communicate to another speaker of that language with a subject, a verb, and an object. In most languages that I know, this is what you need to form a sentence. So at the very least, you have a strong pattern to understand how to form a simple sentence for communication. Start with that. When you begin to increase the amount of sentences that you have, you'll be able to understand how to make those sentences longer. It has worked for me for learning Russian. It has worked for me for learning French. I did not have this when I learned Spanish. Spanish was my first, second language, and I started when I was about 10 or 11. So didn't have any of these theories. I just jumped right into school. But for the other two languages, it has worked, and it is continuing to help me build my speaking ability in that language. I am not the best. You heard me earlier speak in Russian. Really? Yeah. If I have to speak off the top of my head, I do still hesitate. But hopefully for your Russian speakers, if they can say, oh, I understood what she said, it is a confirmation that this type of structure works. I think the last thing that I would say to anyone who is just trying to stay motivated have a friend learn a language with you. Find speaking groups. You only need one or two people, maybe, and form a group. I have a group for French. We speak all the time through WhatsApp when I was living in Paris. We just, we, we encourage each other. One of them is learning Russian. The other one is learning English. I'm learning French. All of us speak French. It will me, that's, that's a very strong statement. They speak French and help me learn but we all are helping each other learn, we get it. So that was one other way that I saw that kept me encouraged to keep trying and learning a language. They keep me motivated, I keep them motivated. Start with those three things, see if it works for you. If not, share some new ideas and I'll share more with, of those ideas with my clients and we'll get a kind of roster going of what worked to stay motivated for learning a language. Wow. All right. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much. And I'm really going to try that because um, um, I also just started learning a language, a new language. It's um, Swahili. Um, I just started like two weeks ago because I really want to learn um, an African language. And recently, uh, Swahili has been adopted as um the language, the official language of the African Union and uh, spoken in about uh, 18 countries. So, and I said, wow, this is a good chance for me to learn at least the basics of Swahili. So uh, thank you very much for the tips. And uh, with that, we will come to the end of this episode. And it was really, really a pleasure, a big pleasure to have you talk to our listeners. And we hope that we will have the chance again to talk with you. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm sure some listeners are going to send in lots and lots of questions and I'm going to start checking my email from tomorrow. And then if I have lots and lots of questions, I'm going to invite you back so that we can, you can answer some because I may not be able to answer these questions on your behalf. So um, thank you very much, Natasha, for having this, uh, honoring this appointment and Hopefully, we will have another chance to talk. I wish you the best with your 
book tour and uh, I wish that you continue exploring many more languages and probably someday you can speak 10 languages. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Tamaki. I appreciate it. This was really an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. And I look forward to speaking with your audience in the future. Send the questions away. I'd love to answer them. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>